hello and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. Week 12 in the NFL. It's Thanksgiving week. It's probably Thanksgiving today if you're listening. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody and happy Thanksgiving to uh, Daryl. How you going, buddy? Yes, thank you. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, I don't know if I'll get any turkey tomorrow, but we'll see. Maybe. I think the only thing that I can really find around the city where I will be tomorrow is like a turkey subway. Um, <laughs> I'm not turkey... sure that counts. Yeah, turkey sub. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> Have you ever been in America during Thanksgiving? I haven't, no. Um, I had, back in my uni days, I had a Canadian um, housemate. So we celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving, um, which was very, very similar. Okay, there you go. Man, Canadians, just just copy everything. Unbelievable. Yeah, change uh, the date. Yeah, I, me and Josh were in San Fran one year on a, on a holiday, like a boys' trip when we, we just turned 21, and we were in San Fran for Thanksgiving, and we, we found a pub that kind of had like a, like a buffet style, like a... Sort of like it was twenty bucks, and there was an amazing spread of just food and turkey and um and beer on tap, and it was unbelievable. I, I re- like obviously it's not an Australian thing, but just the food and the spread, and and it, I think it's a lot of Americans like favorite holiday. It's it'd just be a cool holiday, I think that we could get a part of, but obviously it means absolutely nothing to Australia. So unfortunately, yeah. we don't get the uh, the additional bonus holidays or, or days off or the turkey, but um, we'll just wait for Christmas, I guess. I remember watching the NFL on Sky Sports back in the UK, and the presenters always managed to dress up, dressed up in their kind of best suits, and someone brought a turkey into the studio. Oh. It was kind of a weird combination. <laughs> yeah, and and they always like Matt, I, I always picture Matt Stafford eating a turkey leg on um, on because the Lions always play on Thanksgiving, um, yeah. and it's always annoying seeing him eating like a, a big delicious turkey leg at like four a.m. in the morning when you're like starving. Um, to eat. Like it's just never good to be that hungry at 4 a.m. Uh, when you've just woken up. But anyway, we'll um, we'll look into it, and you know maybe if we win here in week 12 on on playing DFS, we can buy all the turkey all the turkey we want in the world. But firstly, how did we go in week 11? Did we play much NFL DFS? Uh, I didn't know. I I had I put all my bets on, but I passed on the DFS slate. Um, still kind of getting back in the right time zone. Okay. Well, lucky you didn't because uh, looking at uh, the quarterbacks that uh, last week, you had uh, Blake Bortles, and uh, yeah, Blake Bortles did not go well, and I had uh, Cam Newton and Marcus Mariota, and both did not go well. So I didn't play too much, but uh, Lamar Jackson did well. for If you'd played him, you would have had a, a good sort of point of difference, Daryl. Um, you also mentioned Odell Beckham Jr., who had a massive game. Um, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods as well had massive games. So uh, if people did listen to Daryl's advice, hopefully they did capitalize um, yep. and and did well. I I did well with my running backs. Philip Lindsay, Alex Collins, and David Johnson all played uh, pretty well for me. Um, and then yeah, apart from that, not much else. Uh, Kelsey played well, but I guess everyone in that sort of Rams uh, Chiefs game <laughs> played extraordinary. So there's not much uh, to take away from that. But yeah, unfortunately, Mariota and Boy. Bortles last week kind of stunk for us, but week 12, new week, um, new opportunities, and let's get uh, straight into it. Um, th- only three matchups this week, uh, over 50 in the totals, which isn't great, but Atlanta, New Orleans tomorrow um, is a 60.5 point spread, uh, total, sorry, and then uh, San Fran, Tampa Bay, 54.5, Miami and Indy are 51.5. We've got three double-digit favorites, the Saints, 13-point favorites at home, the Chargers, 12-point favorites at home, and the Ravens, 11-point favorites at home. Um, and there's more opportunity, I guess, this week with Thanksgiving. So there's individual Thanksgiving slates, there's entire Week 12 slates, and then there's slates without Thanksgiving. So you kind of get three stabs at it this week. 
Yeah, and there's no NBA on Thanksgiving either, so a bit more focus on the NFL. Hopefully some decent prize pools um, get in there eventually. Yeah, exactly. So there's plenty out there. I know on DraftKings there's plenty for Thanksgiving. Uh, they love it. And there's also a lot of Thanksgiving sort of betting specials where you can take higher scoring team and all sorts of stuff um, across the board at many places as well. But anyway, let's get into it. Quarterback position, who do you like this week? Um, so Chase Daniels, an interesting one. He's priced minimum priced at draft stars, so I suspect um, he'll show up quite a bit. Um, you've also got McCown, Flacco, Bortles, Brady, and Ruffelsberger, kind of amongst the decent options at draft stars, I think. Um, on the moneyball side, Drew Brees, 9,100. He's best value play and the best premium. Um, Chase Daniels, probably also viable there, as is uh, Matt Ryan and Cam Newton. Chase Daniels has made $28.3 million in his career, attempted 78 passes. <laughs> so uh, that's the type, that's, All right, if you that's, get it. That's the type of value you want um, from, your, from your quarterback here in Week 12. Uh, so uh, I like Chase Daniel. I call him Chase Montana back in the day. He used to always play in Week 17 for the Chiefs and uh, always end the Chargers playoff hopes. He, he did that two years in a row. Um, so that's it's always interesting. I, I like Chase Daniel this week. I agree with you. I think I don't think the drop offs there that much. I like Matt Nagy's system. The Bears defense is trash. So I think Chase Daniel could have a sneaky good game. So I do like that play. And yeah, it's hard to go against Drew Brees as a big favorite at home in the Superdome against a rival that they love playing against. Uh, I like Baker Mayfield this week against the Bengals. Um, I think he's been great uh, since Hugh Jackson and, and Todd Haley have been left. Um, he's coming off his best ever game as an as a NFL quarterback against the, the Falcons. Had just an insane game. Um, and he had 22.6 points against the Falcons. And the Bengals are 30th in passing points allowed per game and 31st in passing yardage allowed per game. So I like the matchup here for Baker. And I like Jameis Winston here against the 49ers defense. Uh, so only five teams are allowed more passing touchdowns than the 49ers. And they're 21st in pass defense DVOA. So I do like uh, Jameis Winston here uh, against the 49ers. I've been down this path before with Jameis, but I feel confident this week uh, in Jameis. Famous Jameis. Uh, running back position, what what do we got here? Um, so draft stars, David Johnson, I think is best of the premiums. Um, Leonard Fournette, Jones, Coleman, also decent options. Um, Jalen Richard, 58-50, yep. I think he is. Um, good play there. Um, and he and Gore are both kind of close to minimum price. David Johnson also shows up as a value play. Yep. Um, and Josh Adams is kind of the other name at Draft Stars. Mm. Uh, Moneyball Kamara is 9,000. Again, best option as both premium and value. So it goes well with Drew Brees. Um, Breeder, Gordon, Cook, and Elliot. Yeah, uh, that, that Moneyball with top with top tier running backs has been, that's, they haven't changed it at all, all year. Like, no. That's just unbelievable. Uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Richard, as, as we like to call him, Jalen Dick. Um, so uh, I don't mind that play. Uh, there's no uh, you know no wide receivers left for the Oakland. They traded Amari Cooper. Uh, Jordy Nelson's injured, um, and then Seth. Uh, no, it's not Seth Roberts. Uh, Brandon LaFell did his Achilles. So Jalen's been kind of a checkdown merchant for uh, Derek Carr. Catches a lot of passes, racks up a lot of PPR points. So I like that one. Uh, you mentioned Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette against the Bills. That's the only thing I like about the Jags-Bills game in, in <laughs> any format, in any aspect. I hope Red Zone never show it unless it's Leonard Fournette diving over linemen um, for a touchdown. But he, he leads the league in touches since he came back to, to the NFL with 59, and he's he's turned them into 109 and 141 yards from scrimmage. He's actually caught a few more passes than I was expecting as well um, from Blake Bortles. Uh, so I like Leonard Fournette. I like uh, my boy Marlon Mack 
um, against the Dolphins here. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's great. They're you know, big favorite here at home. Um, so yeah, I think they're pretty good against the Dolphins. They're allowing 123 yards rushing yards per game to backfields, which is 30th in the NFL. So I think Mac can have a big game. I think a cheap option, and I think he'll be a popular cheap option just because his name's kind of everywhere, is Gus Edwards. Um, he ended up having 49 snaps and 17 touches um, last week after he had 31 snaps and 16 touches all season, um, and he had 150, 115 yards sorry, and a touchdown and a two-point conversion last week. So I think against the Raiders, he could be an option. We're expecting them to run the ball a lot with him and Lamar Jackson, so he could be a a cheap option as well. And I don't I don't mind Matt Breeder this week as well against the Bucks as they try and run the ball and keep the ball out of Winston's hands, potentially. Uh, all right, wide receiver. Uh, plenty of options this week. Uh, and I'm looking across, and we see some na- similar names, which makes me feel excited. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, so, draft stars, if you start with the value plays, Dante Parker, 55-40. She up as your best value play there. Um other names I'm not as familiar with, John Ross, Zay Jones, um, Sharpest Decent plays on the puncher, as does Seth Roberts. Wow, um, Zay Jones. Yeah. If he scores a touchdown, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a medal. That's unbelievable, Zay Jones <laughs> popping up on the model. Um, that's a, that's that's good. That's a, it's a bottom of the barrel names there. John Ross, Zay Jones, and Seth Roberts. Um, I like John yeah. Ross, yeah, but there we go. Uh, the, the, that's what I like about the model. doesn't discriminate. Uh, most people see Zay Jones and, and just turn their nose up. So not the model, not the model. Let me double, just double check that one. I no, no, no I like it. No, it, it, he's like kind of the number two option for Buffalo. They don't really have much else. Okay. It's, it's Kelvin Benjamin and it's Zay Jones. Like that's all they've got. Um, you know, Matt Barkley played pretty well for them. He's been an upgrade at quarterback. Anyone but Nathan Peterman. So I think Zay Jones kind of had his best game of the season when and when Matt Barkley started. So it's. It's not a bad pick in terms of cheap value. Yeah, so, yeah like minimum salary. We got him projected at 7.3, it looks like. So, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> we'll see how that one works out. Um, amongst the premiums, Danny Amendola. Um, it's a bit of a tough week on the mid-premium tiers. But, yeah, Amendola, Ridley, um, Jeffrey, and then other premium options. You've got Thomas Jones, Thielen, and Odell Beckham. Um, at Moneyball, if again, if you start with the premiums there. Michael Thomas, Judo Jones, Hopkins. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. And then amongst the value players, Goodwin, uh, Valdez, Scantling gets another go. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, the premiums are the next in line value-wise as well. Yeah, so uh, Zay Jones against the Jets uh, before their bye week with Matt, with Matt Barkley playing uh, quarterback. Eight catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and he is, you know, a really cheap option. So if you get that type of production out of that value, that's, you know, that's good ROI. So uh, I, I like it. I might, I might spring a little Zay Jones. I never... <laughs> Very contrary. There you go. Now I've got two options I like in. The, you're going to make me have to watch the, the Jags-Bills game. So thanks for that, Daryl. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of names we doubled up on. Adam Thielen this week. I like um, him against the against the Packers. Green Bay's kind of struggled against interior options. Uh, Doug Baldwin, Amendola, and Edelman over their past three games have all gone for, you know, six, six seven, and seven catches, all over 50 yards in a, in a touchdown. So, uh, in, oh, sorry, two of them have scored touchdowns. So, I do like Adam Thielen. I don't mind Stefan Diggs either. I just think the matchup here for the wide receivers against the Packers is is decent. Uh, yeah, Denny Amendola. Um, I didn't think that uh, that would be a name that both of us would have. Um, but, yeah, I like I like him this week. He's sort of averaging six targets per game. Um, and then uh, before the bye, it was, you know, eight and a half targets per game. And then slot slot wide receivers had pretty good, pretty good success against the Colts. Um, you know, the Colts... 
D is a little bit overrated. They can still give up a lot of yards if 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 the quarterback has time. So D.D. Westbrook, Seth Roberts, Jermaine Curse, and Julian Edelman have all had big games against the Colts in the slot. So I like Denny Amendola, especially if the Colts are up and, and Miami are passing a lot. Um, I like Kenny Golladay in the in the early game tomorrow. No Marvin Jones again. Golden Tate traded away uh, to the Eagles. He has 13 and 14 targets over the past two games. Um, and managed to find the end zone and, and rack up plenty of yards when they played the Bears just a couple of weeks ago. So he's going to be the apple of Matt Stafford's eye and be the sort of the one guy that he can rely on in the past game. So just on pure volume alone, I think he's going to be pretty good. And I like Doug Bolden against the Panthers. Uh, he looks like he's back. He had 10 targets last week, found the end zone. He's got uh, at least uh, 11 PPR points now in three of his past five games. So he looks he looks pretty good. So I do think... He should have a good game uh, there. So I, I do like I like those guys at wide receiver. I like the wide receivers this week and the running backs. Quarterback was a little bit harder for me to find um, and tight end. But uh, I'll start us off with tight end because I think we have the same name. Um, yeah. I want to make America braid again, um, part two here. Um, so back, I think it was like five weeks ago, I was banging the table for Cameron Brayton. And then OJ Howard was a surprise um, inclusion in the lineup after being doubtful all week. But he's on IR, so he cannot... Come back. The juice cannot, so safe. Yes, the juice cannot be loose again with OJ. Um, so I am going all in on uh, Cameron Bright. It's going to be a stack for me this week. Winston and Bright. Uh, it's going to be in a, a lot of my lineups. So I just think he he and Winston together are always, always good. He always looks at tight ends in the end zone. And I think Cameron Bright now without OJ Howard and less competition for, for targets, um, I think there's a whole heap of touchdown upside in a, in a total with 54 and a half. We're their favourites, and uh, San Fran uh, have been pretty, uh, pretty uh, against the uh, the tight ends. So there have been six tight ends this year to either score or gain at least a hundred yards against San Fran. So I like Cameron Bright, but uh, you do too. But who else you got? Yeah, I like Cameron Bright, especially at Moneyball. Um, I think the obvious tight end play at Moneyball will be at seventy seven hundred, but I think Bright at forty five hundred probably give you a better value proposition. Um, Doyle and Kill, the other couple I like at Moneyball. Um, Nick Vanette is our best value tight end um, at Draft Stars. Um, So in that Seattle um, Carolina game. Um, Cook, Kittle, McDonald, Ebron, and Herndon are the options we've got listed there. There we go. Yeah, Herndon's been a guy that I've talked up every now and then as a cheapy play. Um, Nick Vanette is a bit of a a wild card, but I'll I'll have to look into that. Uh, I wonder how... Jeff Hyman went last week. I think he was your guy last week for the Broncos. Uh, I'm just going to quickly check that. But uh, Nick Vanette, I think, found the end zone last week. Uh, Vanette, four catches, 20 yards. You know, some targets there, just no no yardage on it, unfortunately, yeah. uh, last week. But, yeah, I, I don't mind Vanette there. Um, I also have Jared Cook. I think, uh, as I mentioned before, with uh, Jalen Rashad, uh, you know, no wide receivers for, for Oakland. So Cook's going to potentially... Cook and Richard are going to be the guys for for Derek Carr to look for. And I do think uh, he can you know, funnel a lot of targets here. So again, I just expect a lot of volume. And he's not always a very expensive option um, across any platform, really, Jared Cook. He's always kind of in that middle to lower tier there. So I think he can offer you a bit of value. But yeah, 4500 for Cameron Braid at Moneyball. Could you even potentially do a dual tight end? Uh, in the flex and, and, and play uh, Ertz as, as another play. Yeah, it's definitely a viable option. Um, 
particularly if you're doing that kind of Winston break thing, um, it could well make sense to play a second tight end. Okay, and uh, let's move on to your favourite position in fantasy, uh, defence. Uh, you want me to say something about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, We've definitely. Come on, mate. And the Cowboys. Give me all of your notes uh, on defence. <laughs> yeah. The Chargers and the Cowboys are the top two listed on the cruncher. Um, and that's about what I can tell you about it. Um, the Jacksonville Jacksonville Buffalo game, obviously, is going to be very popular from a defense point of view with 37-point total. Um, I would tend to go elsewhere and hope that one ends up a bit more high-scoring than expected. Yeah, a bit, you know, bit of action, finally. Hopefully, Zay Jones and Leonard Fournette just you know score three touchdowns each, and it's just all yeah. blown apart. That's That's the way to go there. Um, I think the Pats against the Jets could be an option. Fresh off a bye against McCown or, or Donald, I think, could be a, a viable option. Um, and I don't mind the Colts. I know I called their defense a little bit overrated earlier, but um, they do rack up sacks. And, and linebacker Darius Leonard, who's who's a shoe-in, I think, for Defensive Rookie of the Year, seems to force turnovers. He gets f- forced fumbles or interceptions or something. Um, so he's a guy that kind of racks up points. They've scored at least 15 fantasy points now in two of their past three home games. Um, so I do like the Colts' defense. If you think that they're going to win and cover, that could be an option, but I'm not going to go all in on them. I'll, I'll sprinkle it around, and I'll uh, trust the cruncher and mix in some charges um, with jo- Joey Bosa back for the charges as big uh, big home favorites. That could be a viable option as well. Uh, yeah, so I think the, I think that's it for for Week 12. Plenty of options. Um, I, I like the slate this week in terms of fantasy options as opposed to betting options. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Punt Return podcast, check that out and listen to me and, and Daryl talk more about the games at length there. But uh, I think, you know, given that you get the Thanksgiving slate, the whole week slate, and then, you know, the Monday or Sunday slate, um, it gives plenty of options and plenty of lineups. So I think this is a week we to jump in pretty deep in, in DFS. Yeah, there's quite a few options. Obviously, a lot of single game slates. Um, potentially some interesting combinations that you could play in those. Um, the full round, as you mentioned, and then, yeah, the big, the bigger one on Sunday. Um, be interesting to see what kind of team news, if anything changes before that one. And if I'm awake at the time, I will try and put some in. I don't like putting them in when I'm not going to be awake before um, kickoff. Yeah, true. There's nothing worse than waking up and seeing your whole lineup dusted because someone's been ruled out in a, you know, yep. in a shocking last-minute sort of team news there. Um, yeah, and uh, I completely forgot what I was about to say. I had I had something, but I've completely forgotten it now. Um, you know, it. Oh, man, what was it? I can't even can't even remember now. But yeah, oh yes, you mentioned no NBA on Thanksgiving, so it's just a perfect sort of opportunity to play those three game slates. Oh, that's it. No Chiefs and Rams this week. So uh, yeah. you know, you actually have different lineups this week. No one just hammering Pat Mahomes and and Tyreek Hill. In all lineups, um, so you know it gives you a little bit more variety this week, a little bit more of a tougher challenge without those um, elite offenses in the NFL. So I think it should be a fun week all around um, from a DFS perspective. Uh, any final thoughts uh, before we head off into uh, into our Thursday night and, and into bed early? So we're up at 4 a.m. to watch uh, Chase Daniels put in a little bit of magic here for for the uh, Bears. Yeah, I might wait till the second half of that one. Um, no, no real thoughts. It should be, as you say, there's lots of decent options. Um, some interesting kind of decisions to be made in some of the positions, um, working out some salary cap challenges as well. So, yeah, a good week at DFS. Um, and yeah, good luck. Yep, and I recommend checking out the Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher. Just type in Fantasy Insider into Google or head to fantasyinsider.com.au or just follow us on Twitter, 
we retweet Fantasy Insider uh, a lot, and, and Daryl as well. You can follow him on Twitter at DP Woodford. You can follow me at JYNFL, and you can follow the show at Wooten Wire. We'll be back next week with more punt return and DFS from Down Under.